0: Today is Mother's Day, and so I wanted to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and uh, say, so moms, what is it that you are trying to accomplish with your children, right? You spend hours and hours, days and days, so much time Raising these kids like hours when they're little and you're taking care of them and all of their needs, and then uh, they get bigger and they don't need quite as much, quite as intensive work, and you're just trying to explain things the whys and the hows and all of those kinds of things. And then as they get a bit older and they're getting ready to uh, move out of the house, you're trying to equip them with all of the skills that they are going to need when they head out into the world because you are hoping you are hoping that these will be independent, mature adults who are equipped and ready for everything that they will encounter as they go out into the world. Well, this morning, we are back in uh, the book of Matthew, and Jesus has been instructing his disciples and preparing them in this same way. His disciples, he knows Uh, he is not going to be able to do everything for them always, right? And so he's going to have to prepare them to send them out on their own, and he needs to make sure that they are ready for the mission that he is sending them out on. And so we are continuing his instructions today. And as you're listening to these, I want you to, to listen as Jesus' disciple Uh, How is Jesus sending you out? What is he wanting to warn you about? As he's giving you this warning as he sends you out, what is he wanting to warn you about and prepare you for? Okay, so we'll read this together in Matthew uh, chapter 10, starting in verse 16. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men. and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. He starts out this section by saying, Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. He says, okay, you guys are going out. And we've been talking uh, before, right, about how Jesus was sending them out to the lost sheep of Israel, those helpless sheep, the, that, those people that he had seen, that he had compassion on them because of their needs, because of the, the things that, were, uh, that they were dealing with. And Jesus had compassion on them because he saw them as sheep who didn't have a shepherd. These were were people who were helpless and harassed, and they needed someone to gather them in and bring them back and care for them. And now he's telling his disciples, look, now that I have gathered you in and you have become my disciples, and I am your shepherd who's caring for you, you sheep, now I am going to send you out. I'm going to send you out also to gather more people and bring them in so that they might know that my kingdom is coming and I am here for them. So he sends them out and he says, as I'm sending you out, I want you to know that you are going to be like sheep in the midst of wolves. You're going to be like sheep in the midst of wolves. As you go out to proclaim the message of Jesus, you are going to be like a sheep and the people that you're going to proclaim this message to are going to be like wolves. These are are predators who are uh, dangerous, right? That, That you have to watch out for them. And so he says, As you go out, therefore, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves be be, be uh, sort of crafty and cunning watch out for the dangers that are around, right? So you're you're on the lookout for those dangers, and at the same time, you have this gentleness of a dove. You have this uh, posture of innocence. That is that you will not be led astray. You will not be uh, walking into sin and the things that the people around you are dealing with as you are walking in the midst of people who do not know who God is is and who do not believe in God and do not want to submit to him, as you are going to them, you say, okay, they need the hope that I have, but I need not, I need to not believe or accept the things that they say, right? I need to be careful that they don't pull me away like a wolf pulls a sheep away from a shepherd. I need to be careful that that doesn't happen to me. So Jesus is telling the disciples, he says, okay, as you go out, I want you to be careful. You're still sheep. You still need a shepherd. You still need somebody to watch over you and protect you. And you need somebody that is going to be there and care for you. And I just think, you know, Jesus, uh, couldn't you send us out as lions instead? I mean, couldn't you send us out to be mighty and powerful? And so, yeah, there might be wolves out there, but I'm sending you out as lions in the midst of wolves. I'm sending you out powerful and strong, and everyone will submit to you, and they will, they will cower in front of you as you go and you uh, proclaim the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and everybody will go, oh, yes, yes, okay, yes, I will definitely do that. But that's not what Jesus says. I'm not, I'm, he's not going to send us out as powerful, strong lions. He's, he's sending us out as sheep, timid, innocent as, as doves, and, and wise because we are going out in a place that is dangerous. And I think, wait, 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 Jesus, couldn't you send us out like as a band of of monkeys or something? Like, like we, yes, vulnerable maybe, but as a pack, you know, we could overwhelm something. You, you, maybe you've watched the nature shows and you've seen the packs of monkeys or the packs, the, I think they call them a, like a tribe or a troop or, or something like that of monkeys. And, and they, they have these big battles and one monkey alone is not, is not dangerous, but the whole of them together, then, you know, then they will overwhelm their enemies. But again, no, Jesus says, I, I'm, I'm sending you out as sheep. I'm sending you out as sheep. And so I think as we look at this, what we take away from this is that we are not to be attacking. We are not to be dominating. But we are to be careful and innocent, Blameless. We are to walk in the ways that God has put before us and we will walk in his ways. We're going to walk in uprightness. We're going to walk with gentleness and humility, knowing that we are are feeble and frail. Knowing that there is danger all around, but yet we are going to go in and know that even as he is sending us out, One of the reasons that he can send out his sheep in the midst of wolves is because the shepherd is still watching. The shepherd's still watching. He knows where we are. He knows the things that we are going to be dealing with. And so as we go out, we can go out with confidence, with wisdom, yes. With gentleness and humility, yes. But also with confidence because we know that out there among those wolves among the danger are also those lost sheep who need to be drawn back in and while we would like to think that we might easily be able to tell the difference between a wolf and a sheep we don't always know the difference between a wolf and a sheep that's why we have to use the wisdom that god has given us as he sets us out to draw people back in to him and so this is what it looks like. He, he gives us that analogy, that illustration of, behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. And then he says, this is now what that looks like in reality. In verse 17, Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. Now, if you remember the context from last week, one of the things that we uh, were looking at last week is that he was sending them out two by two, right? He was sending them out in pairs to, uh, to go bring this message, and he had told them in uh, Matthew 10, verse 7, proclaim as you go, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the message that he was sending them out to, and he said, what did he say? He said, don't go to the Samaritans, don't go to the Gentiles, but first just go to the lost sheep of Israel. And we talked about the priority at that time on that training mission, but now Jesus seems to be expanding this. So he's not necessarily talking about this exact moment chronologically as you're reading uh, in, in the book of Matthew and you see that he's sending them out, but this anticipates a future time. It anticipates what will be happening. Right? So beware of men for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues and you will be dragged for governors and kings for my sake to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. And this is, these things are not going to happen on this training mission in the immediate context of the beginning of Matthew chapter 10. But he's wanting to prepare that as they are going on this training mission that in the future these things are going to happen. These are the things that are going to happen. They are going to uh, be delivered over to the courts. They're going to be flogged. They're going to be beaten. The, they're, they're going to be dragged into the synagogues. They're going to go before governors. They're going to be go, go before kings. And they're going to bear witness to the Gentiles. And remember, we talked last week. We said, now, how, hang on. How come Jesus is limiting it and he's saying, only you will go to Israel? Why does he say, don't go to Samaria and don't go to the Gentiles? And here is the foreshadowing that says, I am going to be sending you those places. I am going to be sending you those places. So as you prepare for this, then uh, get ready because you're going to go and you're going to, uh, it says in verse 18, bear witness before them. All these different places, the courts, the synagogues, The governors and the kings, you're going to bear witness before all of them and before the Gentiles. Bear witness to what? That same message that he had given us at the beginning of the chapter in verse 7, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what we are bearing witness to. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That the creator of the universe, the God of the universe, has sent Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, to come and bring his kingdom and gather up those lost people and bring them back to God, back into relationship with God. That's the message that we are proclaiming, and these are the people that we are proclaiming it to. Now, there's aspects of this that I think that sounds really cool, right? You're going to go and you're going to talk to governors, and you're going to talk to kings, and you're going to talk in the Sanhedrin, in, in the synagogues, you're going to talk in the courts, you're going to talk to the Gentiles, you're going to talk to everybody. And I think that's, that's awesome. But then I start going, hold up though. The reason I'm going to be able to talk in those places is because I'm going to be handed over. Like somebody cuffed you, drug you along, and handed you over in those places. And so then you're going to bear witness there. What were you doing? Why were you doing it? Well, I, I want you to know that Jesus is the Son of God who has come to take away the sins of the world, and His kingdom is coming. And so I want you to repent also, so that you, like me, can be in the kingdom of God. That's a difficult message to to uh, bring when i'm wanting to defend myself right when you get dragged into the courts when you get dragged into the synagogues when you get dragged before governors and kings and gentiles remember we are like sheep being sent in in the midst of wolves it's dangerous it's dangerous these are dangerous people at a dangerous time for us And so I I think that Jesus is saying, okay, look, guys, I'm sending you out. Now, remember, the disciples, they don't quite get it, right? Every time Jesus talks about how he's going to have to die or uh, that kind of thing, they're like, wait, what? I thought you were the king. Aren't aren't we going to win? We're going to have some major victory. They, They just didn't understand it. And so he's going, okay, look, guys, as you get ready to go out, here's what you need to know it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be hard. They are going to uh, drag you into the courts and they are going to be, it, you are gonna be like sheep in the midst of wolves. So okay, sheep, okay. Your sheep in the midst of wolves, you're, you're going to be in the midst of the wolves of the courts, the midst of the wolves of the synagogues, the midst of the, the wolves of the government, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If you're going to be a sheep, if you're going to be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove in those places, what are you going to do? Here's what he says. Verse 19. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. When they deliver you over, don't be anxious. Do you know I think I'm going to be anxious, right? If I think of myself as a sheep in a dangerous context, and I'm being captured by the wolves and dragged into uh, dangerous territory, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be worried about that. Because this is life-threatening for me, right? Now, there are places around the world where being a Christian and being dragged into those places for being a Christian is life-threatening. And we need to be in prayer for the people around the world whose lives and, and uh, physical bodies are being threatened day by day because of their belief in Jesus. For some of us, it's not the physical threat, but rather the e- emotional and social threat that we face. Austras- ostracization. People casting us aside and ignoring us because of what we say we believe. People attacking us, right? You would see all the time people getting attacked on, on social media or, or other places for things that they say. People who were in favor with most people, very popular people, and then they say something that, that is not um, not considered okay, and suddenly they are shunned and mocked and ridiculed. And there are going to be times when we are uh, mocked and ridiculed, insulted for for what we say we believe. Because we follow Jesus. It's going to come from those who are close to us. It's going to come from those who um, don't know us. But it's going to happen. And so when you go, when you get delivered over to them, verse 19, do not be anxious. What am I going to say? How will I defend myself? What am I going to do? this? don't be anxious about how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it's not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. What a great promise. What a great promise. He says, you're going to be threatened. I want to warn you. It's going to be hard. You're going to be like sheep in the midst of wolves. But I also want you to know, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't be anxious about it. Why? Because I am going to be there with you. Jesus knows as he's preparing them to send them out to continue on his mission that he's not physically going to be able to do everything for them anymore, but he also knows that he's going to send the Holy Spirit to be in them to give them all that they need. The great shepherd has not abandoned us to the wolves. He sent us in the midst of wolves. He sent us in the midst of wolves. And that great shepherd is still watching. The reason that we don't need to be a mighty lion or a a bunch of uh, like ninja fighting monkeys or something to defend ourselves is because we have the shepherd who's watching over us the whole time. The whole time. You don't need to be anxious. You don't need to worry about what they're going to think. You don't need to worry about how they are going to respond. You don't need to worry about how they might react or what they might do because your heavenly Father is watching and the Holy Spirit is inside you. You don't even have to worry about what you're going to say. Now, that doesn't mean that we never have to think about it. We, we should think about how to respond when people ask us questions. We should be in God's Word reading who, about who God is and how He interacts with us. But the reality is that when the time comes, when it's all on the line, the Holy Spirit will speak through us. He will speak through us using us and our words to communicate god's message to god's people isn't that awesome the holy spirit has been doing this for a long long time he was doing this through the prophets in the old testament he was doing this through the disciples in the new testament as they were speaking and as they were writing and he continues to do that through us today that he, the holy spirit is inside you and speaking through you so you don't have to worry about did i say that right How often do I find myself after I've had a conversation with somebody about God going, oh, I hope that came out right. I hope I said that right. I hope I was persuasive. I don't have to be persuasive. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. So don't be anxious about it. Open your mouth and speak. Sometimes we have a tendency to clam up, to not say anything because we're worried about what the repercussions might be, what might happen. Don't worry about that. God will take care of the results. You just open your mouth and speak. Don't be afraid to speak and don't be afraid about what to speak because the Holy Spirit will speak through you. Here's an example of this. I, I just was, as I was reading through this, I was thinking, this is actually what happened for those disciples. Not right here in Matthew chapter 10, but later they got dragged before people. L- later they got, uh, were talking to uh, Gentiles and Jews and governors and kings. And so I just wanted to, to uh, pick one of those from Acts chapter 2. And uh, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but this is some of the message that the Holy Spirit used Peter to speak to God's people. Okay, so in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, this is is, uh, Peter's words. He says, "'Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Then just a little further down, after he makes reference to some scriptures, he continues on with the heart of his message in verse 32. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. And then in verse 36, he drives it home and he says, now let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. isn't that a great message? And there's a part of me that reads that and goes, oh man, I wish I could proclaim that kind of a message in that kind of a context. And do you know what? I can. And you can. Because the same Holy Spirit that Peter promised was going to come to those who believe has come to you just as it came to him. And just as the Holy Spirit enabled him to speak just the right words at just the right time in a way that was persuasive to that group of people, he will do the same with you if you are bold enough to open your mouth and speak. There are many reasons for which we might be attacked. And I want to make sure that when we uh, feel like someone is attacking us, that when we might use the P word persecuted, that it is because of this kind of message that Peter was preaching. This kind of message that Jesus told us to preach. That the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I think that too often we find ourselves debating about other things and we, we get uh, maligned or um, attacked for smaller things, lesser things. Do you know that, that people who don't believe in Jesus are not going to agree with you about moral issues? People who don't believe in God are not going to agree with you about moral issues because they don't believe in God. And so when they say, why should I do that? Why do you do that? Why do you believe that? I say, because God created the world and this is how he created it to be. And they say, I don't believe that. And then as the scriptures say, they do what is right in their own eyes. They behave as people who don't believe in God behave. They think as people who don't believe in God think. But I know, and I hope that you know too, that there is a God in heaven, a God who rules the universe, who created everything in a special and specific order, who loves us and does not like that we reject him to uh, worship other things, to honor other things, and to ignore him, to satisfy and please ourselves rather than to honor him but I'm not going to get into big debates about those things. I want them first to have some idea that God is God. If they reject me or if they attack me, I want it to be because God is God. I'm not going to be an innocent as a dove. I'm going to walk in the righteousness that God uh, put for me. And sometimes that's going to get me crosswise with people. But when that gets me crosswise, I want to make sure that I am pointing to him. I am doing this because I believe that the God of the universe has called me to do this. And so I repent of my sin and walk in his righteousness. And do you know that the God of the universe wants the same for you? That you would repent of your sin? And walk in his righteousness. Because these conflicts happen in so many different contexts. Uh, When when we talk about it, I like to think about it being out there, right? That he's going to send these sheep out into the midst of wolves, and they're going to be out there somewhere. And the reality is that sometimes they are very near. Sometimes the the people that might attack us because of what we believe about Jesus are very close to us. In in fact, it says in verse 21 of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, brother will deliver brother over to death and the father his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. We're going to talk about this kind of division and things more next week. There will be more of that. But part of the warning, as Jesus says, I'm going to send you out and you're going to experience opposition as you proclaim the gospel, as you proclaim the good news about Jesus. You're going to experience opposition, and some of that opposition is going to come from within your own family. Mothers on Mother's Day, I hope that you are delighting in having children that are walking with God today. But I know that for some of you, your children don't believe in God, are not walking with Jesus. And in fact, when you try and talk with them about Jesus, may even reject you in that moment. I pray that that will not be the case. I pray that they will hear and believe that the Holy Spirit will speak through you to them or through others to them that they might repent of their sin and follow God. But know that it is not weird. It's not weird. Brother will rise against brother and deliver them over to death. Father against his child, children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. In fact, he says, as you are proclaiming my message, you're going to be hated by all for my name's sake. What what's interesting to me is that Jesus doesn't say, and I will spare you from any hurt, right? I'm going to send you as sheep amidst wolves, and I, the great shepherd, am going to be watching over you and protecting you, and so I will protect you from all harm. He doesn't say that. He says instead, you're going to go and you're going to get dragged before kings and courts and rulers and religious people. You're going to get beaten, you're going to be killed, and even your own family is going to turn on you. He doesn't ask that we will be spared of this, but that we will be faithful in spite of it. In fact, he says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When I think of that picture of enduring, I think, how is that going to work? That the Holy Spirit is going to be in us and help us to endure all the attacks, all of the challenges, all of the opposition. The Holy Spirit is going to uh, carry us through that. Have you ever seen a tree on a mountain or on the side of a cliff or something? And it has this cool, weathered, gnarled look. In fact, there's a whole... um, Art of cultivating trees like that, bone size that that uh, mimic that behavior, but in the wild, these really cool trees take on this cool look because they have been weathered. They have had this opposition of harsh weather and winds and things that give them this this interesting look because they have endured all of that. And likewise, you and I, when we endure all of those things, the Holy Spirit strengthening us from within, we are saved as we endure to the end. Be faithful. Be faithful. Believe that God is with you. Expect that opposition. And be faithful nonetheless. verse 23 says when they persecute you in one town flee to the next for truly i say to you you will not have gone through all the towns of israel before the son of man comes keep keep going keep going if people don't receive the message if they turn on you go to others go tell others because we will not have exhausted all of the people that there are to hear the good news of jesus before he returns and judges the world and everything in it We we don't have time to sit around on our hands and not do anything. We don't have time to be anxious and worried about how they will respond. We don't have time to be concerned about those things. We have to go, 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 tell people. Tell people. Because the time is short. He finishes this section with this. In verse 24 and 25, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they've called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? You see, all of these things that Jesus is sending us to do, he himself has already done. He was already insulted. He was already dragged before the synagogue. He was already dragged in the courts. He was already dragged before governors. He was beaten. He was crucified. And when he stood before the high priests in the synagogue, they said, in Matthew 26, the high priest stood up and said, do you have no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? And Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, you have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. This is what caused the high priest to tear his robes and say, he has uttered blasphemy. What further need of witnesses do we have? You've heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? And they said, He deserves death. This is the example that Jesus gives to us. He testifies about himself and we testify about him and if Jesus experiences those things, if he experiences the rejection, the insults, the beatings, the death, we should expect to to endure the same. but we have the Holy Spirit within us. God provides in the midst of opposition, and so go. Be bold to proclaim the good news that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who has come to take away the sins of the world, and he will be coming again to restore his kingdom, and so we should all repent and submit to him. Be bold to go and proclaim that message, because the Holy Spirit is in you, to give you the words to speak and to help you endure until he comes again. Let's pray. Lord God, we know that these are not things that we can do on our own. We cannot endure until the end by ourselves. We cannot proclaim the words that need to be proclaimed. We cannot convince people that they need to submit to you by ourselves. Lord, we need you to do that. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that you have called us to a difficult task as sheep being sent in the midst of wolves, but we ask, would you help us to remain innocent? Would you help us to remain wise in the way that we interact with people? And would you make us bold to proclaim the message that Jesus has sent us to proclaim? And it is in his name that we pray, amen.